Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Smoke Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Goldstein, a.k.a. Goldie. And with us today is Hollywood's own Kelly Catrone. Kelly's been called the Witch of Hollywood. She's been called a number of things, but let's hear from her on that. Kelly Catrone, thank you so much for joining us. Jamie, what's up? Good to Not see much. you today. Happy holidays. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. It's going well. Beautiful, beautiful, cloudy, overcast day we're on that. Where are you? I'm in uh, Northern Virginia, just oh. outside of DC. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You still in uh, you still in, in New York? I'm in the Hudson Valley. I'm at my weekend house today. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yes, it's very few beautiful. places on, on, on earth more beautiful than the Hudson Valley. It's very beautiful. That's true. I'm very, very yeah. blessed to be here and very yeah. beautiful. You're from New York originally too, right? No, I'm from Syracuse originally. And I was just up there this weekend. I'm like from- Syracuse I, counts as New York State, right? Well, it does, but like New York to me is New York City. Yes, okay, I'm from New York enough. State. <laughs> New York State, yes. I'm, I'm from, from Long Island, but you know, it's still, still it's, a, it's a little different. I'm it's from, New York light. I'm from a place where like cows get knocked down, you know, when they sleep standing up. Yeah, know? yeah, fair enough. Very <laughs> country. I'm from like the Wisconsin part of New York. Wisconsin part. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Absolutely. You know, we like to say that witch is um, a woman in total control of herself. So the whole concept of witch um, was something that was totally twisted and turned around by the Christians, you know, to vilify these women who were pagans, who were delivering babies, making medicines, you know, while people were trying to organize and brand God. And if that didn't fit into their concept of what God was and what God was about, meaning a male patriarchy, they were killed. So six million women died in the process of the forming of monotheism in Europe alone. I think it was King James or King Charles. I don't remember which one, but yes, yes. Very dangerous time to be a free thinking, mother earth worshiping chick. <laughs> I, I love that you use the term, uh, uh, the branding of religion and the branding of God. People own God, you know, they all have their concept of what God is, what God means and what the word of God is. And if you're in that brand, it's, that's what's expected of you and that's what they're selling. So Christianity, Judaism, Islam, monotheism was the most dangerous to the concept of the feminine because it vilified her. You know, in, in Christianity, we get Eve, she's super weak. She succumbs to the serpent, she bites the apple. Then she gives it to her husband and infects him because she's such a weak bitch, basically. <laughs> and then, um, she has two children who are murderers as you know, one gets murdered as the result of her karma and that story. And she's also created from Adam's rib. Let's not forget to be a companion, not a peer or a partner. And then, uh, you know, we get Lilith in Judaism and she's a filthy whore, you know? So yeah, there's a, a lot of these things. And then, you know, when you go around and you see witches now, I mean, do you really believe that like all of these women at the temple of, you know, Gaia, which became the temple of Apollo after they were taken. Do we really believe that they were all green and ugly? Like there wasn't one hot, pretty chick in any of it. Like, I mean, so I've seen the Wizard of Oz, so I know that's not true. This concept of this, you know, ugly, decrepit, horrifying, evil woman, you know, is really, really similar to like, what the Nazis did to the Indonesian version of the, the Hindu version of the swastika, which is good luck, right? They just took these concepts and they flipped them yeah. in with a pentacle. Yeah. Gave so the pentacle, yeah, the pentacle was 
offering yourself to God, fire, air, water, earth, the elements. Yeah. Which, you know, there's, you need to learn about all of those. If you're going to be living out in the woods, right? You need to know, you need fire. You need to know where you're going to get your water. You need to know what you're going to sleep on the earth. And um, you need to know which way the wind's blowing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it helps. But yeah. It helps. It helps. Navigate. Yeah. It's pretty natural. Yeah. So, so Halloween, as we know it today, is uh is a pretty i mean it's it's if i understand it correctly it's kind of an amalgam of of all different uh faiths and 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 all different uh, uh practices throughout the world is that right um i think that all societies and cultures pre you know the branding of god they had the solstices were at play so the moon was full the moon was small and then there were also certain things you had to do at a certain time of year. And there were rituals that were created around those things to get the job done. And it culminated in a community event. So for Halloween, this was a time to reap what you sowed. You know, it was a time yeah. to get your baskets and to get your donkeys and head out into the field and chop that corn and can as much stuff as you could, especially in the colder climates, like in North America and Europe, where you see a lot of these traditions really playing out. But it's also was a New Year's for all pagans at that time, which is why we see now with Judaism, for example, if you have Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, those are coming right in New Year's, right? That's Jews, New Year's for the Jews. It's New Year's for the pagans too, of which the Jews are a tribal group. And I think, let me look up the date. I know Ramadan, almost all of the traditions have a holiday at this time. Hold on. I should know this. I, I spent enough time in the Middle East. I should know when Ramadan is. It's the ninth month. Yeah. You see what I mean? It's like it all kind of comes right in at this time. And so what happened is, is that as they were trying to get these pagans to migrate over into one of these traditions, they were offering the new branded God. We're offering them a similar feeling. You know, it's the same as Easter, which is esoteria. Yeah. So we have Easter, Pasquale. You know, and then again, you see all the monotheists are, are right up on that holiday as well. Same with Christmas. It's little light. It's a, the darkest time. Yeah. So okay. all of these people used to bring light, you know, you know, at that time. So now we have Hanukkah, which is the menorah. We have the Christmas tree, which comes from clipping off the branch. They used to clip off the branch and hammer it over the, the door of their cabins. And it would be a reminder that life is everlasting and spring would soon come. This concept of evergreen. It's the evergreen. Uh, evergreen, okay. yeah. So this holiday, Halloween, was about a couple of things. One, getting your shits on and getting ready for the winter. Like, <laughs> get the fruit, get the corn in. And a lot of people love to live off the grid. This is really like if you watch Mountain Man or any of these shows on History Channel, we see people living OTG off the grid. What are they doing right now? They're getting their game in order, just like we are. We're cutting down our gardens. We're you know, clipping stuff, we're recycling things, we're making wreaths, we're sharing stuff with our neighbors, we're, it's the harvest. On top of that, it was grim times, no antibiotics, no birth control, lots of babies, lots of young babies dying, there's plague. And a lot of this stuff was always connected to this concept of the good and the bad. Why do bad things happen to your neighbors? Why aren't they happening to you? It could happen to you. So a lot of times, it's associated with evil spirits. Mm. So if death comes to your house, you want to try to prevent any um, any evil spirits coming to your house. So, right. so how do we do that? Costumes, scaring them away. Rah! 
ah! And so scarecrows, just like a scarecrow would scare away a bird of prey to your garden, these were gestures to show the spirits that you meant business. Like if they came to your house, you were locked and loaded and ready to roll. Like so you better come ready to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so they, they did this as a way of, of really of, of protecting themselves. It was a community ritual to celebrate what they had. And also at those times, when you do go to a harvest party, like when we go to the bank account or when we go to a, an event with our kids at school, we can see how we're doing through our own lens. Maybe this family seems to have more money than our family. Maybe this family seems to be healthier or a lot of times in temple, as you know, I just went to a bat mitzvah and at the temple, you know, they ask anybody who has a death in the family to please stand up because they're also doing a, a, a regular service there, you know, and people in a church or a congregation, they stand up and they say, you know, I lost my mother. I lost my and you can see the people that you might need to help in your community at that time. Maybe, maybe like my house here is on the water. So a lot of times my house will get blown out where as you know, I'll have a hundred thousand dollars in property damage sometimes from a hurricane at my house. Whereas my neighbor whose house might be higher on the hill, which is less close to the water, isn't suffering the same reality that I have. And, and this was a time, it was also a, a summary of what's going on in the community. You know, who's drunk, who's together, who has, uh, who's ill, who do we need to help, who might be dangerous, who, who might try to rob, like, these are the things that people need to do. So this was really one of the last times that communities and cold cultures would come together in mass to have this prayer, to have this celebration, but at the same time to be like, yo, it's going to get bad here. It's going <laughs> to, we're going to have dead people. Again. Yeah, we're going to have dead animals. We might run out of food. You know, we might not have enough uh, bullets or we might not have be able to protect ourselves who who might be encroaching. So it's a, it's a very, it's a time when not only earth goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like mother nature. And we see this beautiful foliage right now and all this stuff. It's like the last beauty bonanza, right? Mm -hmm. So the snow is also quite beautiful, but this is like the last ripe moment of, 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 you know, a lack of issues. And then boom, the snow is going to come in and the snow is going to put the plants to sleep and put us to sleep on some level, which is why we start to think about hearth and home and how we're going to make it. We all think about it still, even if you're driving a freaking Range Rover, you're still thinking, oh my God, it's going to snow. Am I going to be able to get out of my driveway? Am I going to be able to go to work? Are the kids going to, you know, so this is, we're at the precipice of a, you know, the slumber of the earth. And Halloween is that that sort of celebration. party. Are, let's get into year. it. Yeah, it's the real new year. Yeah. So where does the candy come in? Um, well, I mean, it's it's a harvest, yeah. So yeah. like something sweet, you know. There's a lot of spells in witchcraft and stuff that have to do with sweet things, like you know, you wake up in the morning and you can put your finger in a pot of honey and you put it on your tongue and you say life is sweet. That's a spell. It's a love spell, a sweetness spell. It's about a way to align your intention with the concept that things are sweet. Okay. You know, anything that's sweet is usually favored by the gods, you know, like wine, Bacchus, like candy, sugar, mead, you know, mead was a big thing, you know, of, of and think about it. Why wouldn't you want wine? If you knew you were going to be in a cabin. The water might kill you. <laughs> with bubonic plague. Yeah, the water you, you want to have a drink. Exactly. Yeah. 
Let's ferment some honey. Let's ferment some grapes. Let's figure this out. Honey and <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's so interesting. You know, there, there's been so many pushes in in so many parts of the world where people have tried to, you know, vilify Halloween and say that it's, you know, it's the devil's night. And if you're celebrating, you're evil and you're going to hell. Uh-huh. Like, what do you, what do you say to that? Cause everything that well, you're citing is, is, is positive. It is positive. Well, you know, propaganda is propaganda, right? So <laughs> the Christians, not the real Christians, but the religious Christians, <laughs> um, they have a, these, all these teachings have a concept of what God is and what God is not. Sure. And so in a lot of these teachings, and they all have a very proprietary view of God. Say, Listen, you know what? Like in Rastafari, they say he who job lasts, no man curse. Not necessarily true. I mean, you know, you know, like, and that, you know, if you're with God, yeah, that nothing bad's going to happen to you. That's also not true. You know, that's also not true. I mean, yes, you can be blessed and, Yes, you can have a relationship with God, but there are plenty of people who are totally devout worshipers of God that have bad things happen to them, you know? So um, this whole thing, the veil is is really the question. And, and people who um, are into occult studies realize that this time, this what we call like a pagan new year, and and like I said, all of these equinoxes have been adapted and used while they were trying to merge these people from paganism. It's like a it's like a corporate takeover, right? They're trying <laughs> to merge these these beings, these employees, into this new concept. So the Christians they had a great idea. They had the body and blood of Christ, bread and wine. Now I don't know about you, but if there's no grocery store down the road, you know the winter is about to come. You have like a small little pickle offering on your thing and you have 10 babies because there's no birth control in your cabin and your wife's a little strung out like bread and wine is a great thing i mean think about supper it's usually pasta lasagna pizza and a glass of wine right like it's pretty much the common deduction of the last like the great moment of anything we want to eat is carbs and wine it's great So for those people, it was really easy. And Judaism uses a lot of wine too. They they were having that whole pagan kind of moment. So I don't know. I mean, this whole thing, like, you know, with the devil, uh, you know, darkness is real. <laughs> it just is. And, you know, if people don't believe it, then they can look around. Like, why would someone have sex with a child? You know, that's, that's a dark... That's a yeah, there's no good answer for that. There isn't. No, it's about taking innocence, right? And so darkness is around. I mean, we live with it every day. Some people don't believe in it. Some people worship it. Some other people prepare to fight it, you know, whether it's on a channel like this, like with Pop Smoke Media, you know, going to war and like fighting for what you believe in. Um, you know, there is, most people believe there's a battle between goodness godness and non-godness yeah and so halloween most people that are into the occult know and understand that the veil is thin so it's like what does that mean there are times and portals and places and times on the calendar where if you do want to have communication with spirits it's more well aspected and this is a very thin veil 
So mm-hmm. you can connect between the dead and the living or the spirit. So if you believe in ancestors, like a lot of people don't really understand that the practice of paganism is we're acknowledging our ancestors. It's almost like phenol hunting if you're in ganja, right? It's like the plants that live right through the rainstorm or through the bacteria or through the other things, those plants are the plants that you want because they're genetic. The resistant ones, are the stronger ones. And so this time is a time where if you do the practice that I do, that we stand on the, it's funny, a leaf just hit my window. We stand on the shoulder of our ancestors. And so for me, you know, my family came from Italy. You know, they came from, I'm like 80% Italian, 20% Irish, English, and a little bit of French. That that my family, the decisions that those people made allow me to be here today. So, you know, for people who like, oh, this girl, she's a liberal. No, it's like, take all that aside. We all come from somewhere. Forget politics, forget about religion. We come from somewhere. Can we acknowledge that the decisions that our ancestors made have had a meaningful effect on our life? Like, for example, you go on a hike with your dog. You see a berry. It looks really beautiful. You're hungry. You want to eat the berry. So because don't eat that berry, you're going to die. Or like detour. Or How do you know that? Somebody had to eat that berry. Someone gave. Yeah, someone had to make the first mistake. mistake. Yes. Yeah. So for whatever reason, we're here. And we are here as the result of the genetics that we come from. And the genetics that we come from predispose us, according to science, to certain realities. So at a time like this, when the veil is thin, this is the time where people like me and hopefully more people in the world, because a lot of this information has been taken away from these religions, which is how do we give thanks to the people who came before us? We don't have a day for that. We don't have an ancestor's day. And technically in paganism, October 30th or 31st through November 3rd, depending on where you are globally, is the time that people who do that practice say, hey, great grandma, hey, great, 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 great grandpa, all of you crazy ass people who did crazy shit, thank you so much. Because we're here today and we're alive. We have life in our body, right? And we are alive. And this is an amazing experience to be living, to have a soul and a spirit in a physical body that you are in charge of. These days, we see a lot of people in New York City, for example, on the street that are like zombies. They have a physical body. They have life, but they're not in charge of their life. It's being run by other entities, whether it's mental illness, drug addiction, whatever. But we have our faculties and our capabilities about us. And this is the time of the year where we give like a big, abundant thank you to those ancestors. So like on my altar, I have my grandfather, you know, he was a from Syracuse. He was like an urban renewal guy. He was married to my grandmother for like 56 years. I think he did one stupid thing at the beginning of her marriage and she threw his stuff out. <laughs> but other than that, they were like married the whole time. You know, they raised my mom who didn't go to college. Like her goal was to have three kids, you know, and marry a guy that she loved, which she did. And then they raised the three of us and we've had profound experiences as a result of those choices in love. And that's what this is really about. It's it's really about family. And so when people are like, you know, kind of treating Halloween like, oh, this is a Satan worship 
These are the same people that burned all of the women in Salem. These are the same people that if Jesus came back down and saw them, would be pretty upset considering he only appeared to women. He didn't appear to any of the male disciples, if you know. When when Jesus rose from the dead, which is also a magic, it's pretty occult, made yeah. turn water into wine and he rose yeah. from the dead. I mean, Three days Essenes, later. Essenes, but he was also initiated. The Essenes, you know, John, St. John the Baptist was an Essene and he initiated Jesus in ascension. In the so who, who are the Essenes then? Like when you say that they initiated. Well, these, the Essenes were a, a, a group, a, a spiritual group of people in Israel who knew the, the magical teaching. I'm going to read, I think it's better for me to read. Uh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to give you yeah, the Wikipedia, but I'm right. So Essenes <laughs> <laughs> were a mystic Jewish sect during the second temple period that flourished from the second century BCE to the first century CE. They existed in large numbers and they lived throughout Roman Judea. They were fewer in number than the Pharisees and the Sadducees and other two sects at the time. They lived in various cities, but congregated in communal life dedicated to voluntary poverty, daily immersion and asceticism. Their priestly class was celibate. Most scholars claim they seceded from the Zadokite priests. I don't know them. These fame in modern times. Um, as a result of the discovery of an extensive group of religious documents known as the Dead Sea Scrolls, which are commonly believed to be the Essenes Library. They wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. those were the all. I, yeah, I, yeah. And I, these I documents were multiple copies of parts of the Hebrew Bible untouched from 300 BCE. And there's a ton of the antiquities of the Jews, the life of Flavius Josephus. There's a the Pharisees, Sabbath, Hasidism, clarity. They ate together after prayer. They devoted themselves to charity and benevolence. They forbade the expression of anger, studied the books of the elders, preserved secrets, and were very mindful in the names of the angels kept in their sacred writing. So they were involved in all of like the archangels. They knew yeah. they had a lot of occult practices, really, Super interesting, but now it's, we're it's in another because I, like I've always I've always understood the Dead Sea Scrolls to be like you know the 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 untouched the the more the more credible books of of the Bible that were omitted but uh, were unedited they were the unabridged version so you know there's a little bit more credibility to them but I did not know that they were authored by the uh, by the Essene Jews yeah the Essenes Saint John the Baptist he was um, he was an Essene and he initiated. According to most people, Jesus and the teaching of ascension, how to raise from, rise from the dead. So, I mean, was was the community, to, to the best of your knowledge, was the community that Jesus grew up in uh, an Essene community, or was he sort of cherry picked? I think I think he was a by... because he's also on record, I believe, and we have to really check this, but I believe from eight to thirteen in Kashmir. So he also lived in Kashmir, India. Jesus, he was sent there. He was training the whole time. I mean, if you look at the magi and the word magic you know they're bringing this child he was escorted that's where the word magic comes from it comes from the magi you know so <laughs> yeah like people don't really know this because you know none of these a lot of these teachings that are like these branded god monotheistic teachings are kind of like a wham bam thank you ma'am like okay great you know it's kind of like what people do about thanksgiving like i hate to be the bearer of bad news but you know, the Indians didn't really make friends with the pilgrims. They took a hundred years and 
you know, they had a nasty, nasty fight and, you know, they were stripped of all their culture and put on like shit land afterward. And now that's called Thanksgiving because Franklin Delano Roosevelt decided to start that as a holiday in like the thirties, I believe. I think <laughs> it just like, so, I mean, as I mean, I am a publicist and I, you know, have written two New York times bestselling books, but I, people don't really like to hear this stuff because they, they want to believe that like, you know, the pilgrims and the Indians made friends. Well, guess what? They didn't. The Indians yeah. technically were pretty nice to everybody. And then they just got obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing for the girls at Halloween time. Six million. <laughs> so what is, so what does Halloween look like for you? You know, I mean, you, you, you've got your, your altar, you said you've got, you've got granddad up there. Um, well, I mean, every day is Halloween for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really like, I don't really do that much on Halloween because my house looks like Halloween. I mean, I'm not going to show you around, but there's a million altars here. And, you know, I, I thank my ancestors on a daily basis. You know, I offer them rum or beer or candy or Tootsie Rolls or whatever the ones that I knew liked. And then, you know, I always make a little bit of rum. What I like to do for Halloween is I like to make these jars, um, I could go show you one. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see this. The good news is, and well, you know, paganism, there's always alcohol, which is yeah. great. But, you know, a lot of these religions, as we said, so I like to make these. Oh, let me see. So Babancourt is a Haitian rum. Okay. It's a pretty affordable, but you can see that in here, there is just dead babies. No, I'm not joking. That's a Halloween joke. <laughs> Not funny. Not of your funny. Just want to be witchy. No, I'm only joking. Um, you know, all Spiritus of canine. Oh, red spirits. Let's be spiritual. <laughs> um, these, so there's like rue in here. You can see on the bottom. Let's see. I don't know how to do this this way. It's cut, yeah, when it's backlit through the light, I can, okay. yeah, there we go. Oh, that's like rue. Rue is like a gets rid of evil spirits, cinnamon, scotch bonnet peppers, red peppers, um, cloves, uh, lemon peel, which is also effervescent and gets rid of negativity. So I make these and I make them to Hecate, who's the, you know, in witchcraft, she's the mother of the, the sea, the earth and the sky, but she's also, she commands the underworld. She's kind of like if Maleficent and Little Mermaid had a baby. But yeah, uh, first one, Maleficent and if Little Mermaid oh, had a baby. Little, <laughs> little Mermaid. I know Ariel, but the, the yeah, Ariel, Ariel. I guess that's her. I don't. I don't really watch Disney stuff because they just make women like weak and like pathetic. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So we make these. I'll be making these this week, nice. and I give them to my neighbors, and they're really great because you can serve them to your ancestors as a shot. But trust me. If I opened this right now, I would start crying because it's so powerful. These are scotch bonnet peppers. Yeah. And if you go to like a voodoo ceremony or a, a pagan ceremony where people become possessed with the spirits, which happens in voodoo, and it's Maman Brigitte, who's the queen of the underworld in voodoo, and you open this and someone's possessed with her spirit, when you open this, if you're not possessed, your eyes will burn. Like if I open this right now, my eyes will burn and I'll start coughing because it's so strong. So the belief is that if, if you're possessed with the spirit, you'll open it up and the spirit, Maman Brigitte, who's in that person's body at the time, will drink this whole fucking thing. 
and she'll drink it like it's a slushy from a Mr. Softy chop. She will. So she can put him back. Oh yeah, but and then when the person regains consciousness after being possessed, they won't even remember drinking this. But if if somebody normal that's not possessed drinks it, you'll die. Your spleen will split open. It's it's a death it's a death ticket. So look, I don't I don't claim to be a, 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 a religious scholar, but I did you know spend seven years in the infantry, and I can cite a few times where I That's cracked open a bottle of something, drank the whole fucking thing, almost died, woke up and not remembered a damn thing. Yeah, not sure if I was possessed. You probably were, because what happens when you black out is a couple of things. One, it's a sugar it's a sugar situation and a blood pressure situation. But then what happens is the word spirits are spirits for a reason so if you if you're not in charge of your physical body <laughs> meaning your brain is shut off because of intoxication right how does a hummingbird find a hummingbird feeder right there's a signal it's somehow a hummingbird how does a hummingbird know to come to your backyard like oh i'm a hummingbird oh i'm your hummingbird feeder it's the same thing attracted, I'm, I'm guessing. It's the same thing as spirits. When you send out the call, like, yo, I'm fucked up. Whoa. And the spirits are like, disembodied human being available. Right Empty now. vessel. Gold, we got one. Gold scene is available. Let's get him. <laughs> and you're, you're protective. Look at the light of my head is genius. I love it. Protective aura gets tears in it because it affects the way your heart vibrates and the biorhythms. So it's like holy genes. And then zoop, zoop, zoop. and then that whole thing is you become infested. Like they're not themselves anymore, which is why somebody might say to you, do you remember what you did last night? And you'll be like, no. And they'll be like, yeah. Oh, I hate being asked that question. The table and you sang revelry. <laughs> like, no way. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be more impressed if I if I sang a song in in Celtic, which I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> well, you know, what about the banshees? You know about the banshees? That's the cool. the screaming uh, ghost. Is that is that? Well, they're female. They're female. They're kind of like a voodoo version of a of a Getty and voodoo. Like the banshees are like usually female, kind of forest bound sirens that you would normally call like a mermaid right but they have they're usually smaller and they have like feet and they run and they you know they're like uh the cranberries like Dolores Reardon or Sinead O'Connor they're kind of banshee-ish okay we're like banshee angels okay yeah Dolores certainly was an angel she probably is now that's a sad story but it is and we can talk to her on Halloween, her departed soul, you see, so we can give a shout out to the Cranberries today. <laughs> Insert Cranberry song here, even though we can't afford to use it. We yeah, can just no, I'll it. hop on the guitar and play zombie okay. later in her Yeah, honor. yeah, and they'll just send a cease and desist letter, so it's fine. We'll take it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure if our producers would appreciate that. I mean, I've been called a witch and I work in Hollywood, but do you know, I heard from some people that are spiritual about the word Hollywood and that Hollywood uh, actually has a meaning. I think we should look that up now. Well, Holly, wasn't, wasn't the town originally called Hollywoodville? And the, the, the well, sign- um, There's a meaning because Hollywood, hold on, definition. And then I think it was shortened to Hollywood eventually when a celebrity stole the D as a romantic gesture for their girlfriend. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Anything that has Hal 
in uh, the holy tree wood, part of the holy tree magician wands are made from. Look for a holly tree near Christmas time to get holly berries and leaves for a wreath and limbs to make a holly wood. It's a wand. That's huh. why a lot of people believe magic, occult, Satanists, and whatever else you can research that holly, the, the tree of mm -hmm. holly, holly wood was what magicians used to make a wand. So a lot of people believe that Hollywood is the land of Satan because these this is the name of the wood from which you would make a wand to cast a spell. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, no one else is talking about this shit on Halloween. It is us. We are doing it right now. It's not on entertainment tonight. It's not on extra. It's not on CNN. It's not on Fox. And it's definitely not on MTV. But this is really the truth of all these practices. So magic is alive. It is real. It, we are, cross your fingers. That's also a spell for protection. Is it? All day long, yes. Knock three times. Three is the number for magic. See, I have it tattooed on my finger. Oh, oh look at that. <laughs> so that it's, is. It's like, even modern America year round is just so inundated with these, you know, ritualistic. Yes, nobody's even the dollar bill. Look at the dollar bill, like the back of a dollar bill. You have the triangle in the eye, the all seeing eye that goes back to the Rosicrucianists and it goes back to, you know, the Blavatsky, you know, I mean, this is all like, there's so much occultism. I mean, even Delta Airlines, AOL, the triangle. <laughs> you know, with the eye, it's everywhere. You can Google occult symbolism in corporate America, like the Starbucks, the Starbucks logo. She's yeah. she's a voodoo queen. She's the mermaid. She's really? not thing. Oh yeah. Look. I gotta pull this up. They just changed her and tried to make her look more like the Empire State Building, but the original, look up original Starbucks logo. You can screen share if you want. So people original Starbucks logo. Or you can look up Google occultism in corporate America. Okay, little Starbucks logo. So what? What about her? Is is uh, uh you, you called her a voodoo queen? No, she's not. She's a, there's the, in voodoo or voodoo, however you want to call it. There's a godhead, which are, are the loa, which are the higher level gods, and then the Getty, who are a little more accessible to humanity, who are there to help. Okay. So La Serene is she's a loa. You know, she's a queen. And in India, she's called Lakshmi. She's the goddess of the water. In Central America, she's called Yameja or Yamaya. You know, in Voodoo, she's called La Serene, the siren. You know, she's the one that's, you know, in the water. But through, she she also is in charge of the water. So she's, it's abundance, you know, wealth, abundance, food, survival. Also, she can kill you. She smash your head into the rocks, like in Homer in the Iliad. Yeah. Who, you know, Ulysses, he fucking drowns and crashes. He gets rescued by Calypso. Calypso's lost Serene. She, she, she rescues him, and he says, "Oh, thank you so much for saving me. I must go home to my wife." And she's like, "No, I don't think so, sweetie. You're gonna fuck me for seven years. You're gonna be my sister." <laughs> This is a true story. I'm not making this up. This is literature. I'm not. Yes, she. You makes didn't make it up. Homer did. Homer did. Yes, he's telling the story. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. So I gotta ask did did you did you like uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh Brother Where Art Thou? I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. Never. 
Yeah. Oh my God, it's spectacular. Clooney uh, leads this amazing cast. It it tells the story of Ulysses. It's 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 but oh. in in uh, you know early what is it 1930s America I believe it's like Hamilton before Hamilton. Oh my God! In an interesting way, you know, like it starts. They, they escape a chain gang and they get on the railroad, and there's a a, a blind man uh, running a, a, one of those crank carts, and he starts prophesying. And he represents, you know, the blind prophet at the beginning of the story, and oh, so on. Good. And they meet all these these characters that represent uh, uh, characters from from Homer's work. It's it's pretty spectacular. It's beautiful. I mean, I spent a lot of time in Malta and um, Gozo, which is where you know. He was, you know, that's where the siblings, you know, the oracle, the sibling oracles, the females again. Yeah, the three, uh, three the as well, right? Number three. Correct. Yeah. And they also spun the word, the words of the Old Testament. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lots of magic in the world. So, um, yeah. So I think that uh, people who don't want their kids to celebrate Halloween should maybe rethink the fact that it's really just about being in contact with and giving thanks to those who came before us and also realizing that we are the living now, but we will be the dead. So by, um, you know, showing the kids who are younger than us, how we relate to family um, and that we respect them and we give thanks and praise to them as we stand on their shoulders and the choices that they made, which allow us to be here today, that is the thing. It's a non-denominational thing. You don't have to be a witch. You don't have to. It's about gratitude. And it's about showing the blockchain of life. Yeah, it's like the blockchain of life. And that. by doing that together, then we also can show our own kids and the next generation of how we give thanks, you know, to, yeah. to all of the people that came before us that allow us to be, regardless of politics and all of that stuff, like alive. Yeah. And that what is our birthright? We have people like Elon Musk who are like, oh, great. We're going to put a chip in your fucking head and you go to Mars. You know what? Fuck that shit. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't want my ancestors to have to go to Mars. I want to be here on this earth forever, right? So why can't we just make it nice, you know, and and give thanks to the people that were here and and also have an understanding or an overstanding you know, of what the real game is from a humanitarian perspective and and have a nice Halloween as we go into the new year. Nice. And in, and in sort of a vain way, you know, in doing that, we're paving the way for, for us to be honored by, by you know, those who, who we precede. If you can't, you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know where you're going. There is no arrow without a trajectory. Yeah. And you can't, you know, there there's a whole practice of gratitude and reverence that a lot of religions ask you to only give to God, you know, but what did you say? I'm the son of God. And so are you. The only way to the father is through me. Well, if that were a multiple choice question and you were in third grade, how many ways are there to God? I would say two through Jesus and yourself, because he said, I'm the son of God. And so are you right. That, that was his teaching. Okay. Right. Fair. So you all also, even that can be interpreted multiple ways. You know, you ask a Catholic, they might say, Well, three, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Okay, again, fine. Three three again. <laughs> it's like fine, there's your three again. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's the question is is like, you know, do we believe that we are 
divine beings that are here to have a divine experience. If we do, then we should act accordingly and we should understand what that means, you know, and, and how do we go about that? I mean, I think enough lines have been laid where it's time to, I mean, I'm all about keeping these traditions alive because I've been exposed to a lot of things in my career, a lot of traditions, a lot of cultures, but I've never been exposed to anything more beautiful than thanking the people whose shoulders we're standing on. You know, your uncle, your grandfather, your mom, your grandmom, your great aunt, the ones you've never met who just that day decided to like, you know, not, not stay in the country that became invaded or split or did something crazy which totally triggered a completely different reality and trajectory for your, your whole family. Mm. And all I'm saying is this is a great time to like pour him a drink, make some Rice Krispie treats, see some cute kids, and at the same time, keep the evil spirits away because it's gonna be a long year. Wow. <laughs> well, we've got, a, we've got a whole new Hocus Pocus movie to get us through to the next one. I have never even watched one. I don't watch. I don't watch any of that stuff. You, know? you don't. Yeah. So you don't. Because that was going to be one of my questions. Is, is do you have a favorite Halloween movie? No, my life is a Halloween movie. <laughs> really, Nightmare Before Christmas? Like that's you know, kind of a dual purpose. I've never seen it. I've never oh, seen like God. Silence of the Lambs, Nightmare. I've never. Beetlejuice is always great, but um. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I think I like um, the last Halloween movie I probably saw was um, um, The Great Pumpkin with like the peanuts, like maybe okay. like the, the peanuts classic with my daughter. I don't really I mean, I live a spiritual life, so I'm in touch with spirits every day in the good and the okay. bad. They're everywhere. Well, if, simply for the sake of entertainment, if you like Tim Burton. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is spectacular. Danny Elfman did a did a tremendous score. He did an amazing job with with all the the musical numbers. It's, he it's did a amazing. I used to be signed to Atlantic Records, and Danny and I had the same manager. He's a, he's a really amazing musician, and um, Tim yeah. Tim is a great great filmmaker. But I've I've never seen it. I don't um, celebrate Christmas either. So. Really? So you don't like watch Die Hard or, or Lethal Weapon or any of the other classic Christmas movies? I've never seen those. No. Oh my God. No. Wow. Nope. I also don't celebrate Thanksgiving either. Fair. Fair. I mean, it's kind of a shit fucking lie holiday. I mean, and then people go, what do you have nothing to be grateful for? Like, yeah, I do, but I just don't. I'm a vegetarian. I don't want to eat, kill 7 million turkeys and like. <laughs> our next interview should be right before thanksgiving that's what we should do oh we my should... god yeah i'm gonna need an outlet i was i was, I was gonna say that like not to not to tank the vibe thanksgiving was ruined for me my first tour in iraq when i found my buddy dead in a port of shitter uh with a self-inflicted gunshot wound into his mouth and carried him onto a plane that day so Thanksgiving hasn't really been the same for me ever since. Why did he kill himself? Oh, uh, interestingly enough, we were building a door for for a tent that we were living in, and he was holding a block of wood for another guy who was cutting it with a skill saw, and that the saw bucked, cut his finger off, um, and you know they, they put some pins in it, stitch it back on, and he was he was good to go. But uh, you know they told him, hey, this because of this injury. You can't be a grunt anymore. You can't be an infantry man anymore. You, you can't go out there and pull the trigger with your little little nub. 
Um, and this guy would rather die than live the rest of his life, not as an infantryman. If he couldn't do his job on the battlefield with us, he, he'd rather suck start his M4. And that was the yeah, choice he made. Freedom, you know, that's freedom. That doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, well, again, no, it doesn't. Because like in paganism, you can respect the right of the soul to make an exit, you know, which is, you know, that's that's a whole can of worms from a lot of people and a lot of traditions. But um, I don't really believe, you know, we don't we don't really know. You know, we really don't know. You know, my grandmother used to say, you know, she was like a very simple Italian immigrant. And she used to be like, the day that you're born, that book is made out. Like she really was, like she really believed that. So like sometimes when people take their own life or they leave, we, we don't know, you know, we don't, we don't know. We don't, we don't know that that wasn't the highest possible outcome. We don't yeah. know. And I mean, I believe in right to life and I believe in right to death. I, I do. I believe that people should have that right. But uh, I mean, it's, it's so hard in some cases uh, to, to, to accept someone else's and it's, it's their reasoning, not mine, but, but it's hard to accept some people's reasoning for wanting to, to self-terminate, you know? Yeah. I mean, I personally am not into it. You know, I, I have a really, um, non-celebratory uh, approach to suicide, but I don't have a excommunication approach to it either. So okay. when I have friends, that, which is common in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I, I don't go to, I don't go to funerals for people who take their own lives and stuff. I don't, I don't do that. You know, I just respect yeah. them and allow them the right to pass to the other side. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, this is a crazy thing, completely separate, but um, I work with this woman named Amma. She's a guru, Amrita Nandamayama. And um, she's, been recognized by the UN. She's incredibly amazing. And one night she was doing a, a meeting at Javits Center. She had thousands of people waiting. She hugs people and that's kind of her blessing to them. And it was about three o'clock in the morning and Al Jazeera, the Middle Eastern media was there. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? Like, we're like a bunch of Hindus. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to follow them around. Like I'm the publicist. I, I want to have an understanding of what we're doing. <laughs> Talking Al Jazeera, and um, I ran into this guy, and he had just come in off the street of New York, and um, he's like, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "Oh, there's a woman from India. She's a holy woman. She's giving blessings to people." And he's like, "Oh my God, I'm 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 having a horrible night." And I said, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I just found out my father died." And I said, "And he goes, what is this?" And I said, "It's a spiritual, you know, meditation group." And he goes, well, my dad's dead. But then I called my brother to tell him that my father died and his wife went in to wake him up and he was dead too. And I was like, what? So I grab him, I'm like, listen, come with me. So I grab him and I bring him up to this holy woman, Amma. And uh, she hears the story and she's like, call, call the Swami. So the Swamis come up and there's something called the Death Star. I don't know if you know about this. But it's called the. I death mean, in star. one context, I do. I don't know if it's what you're referring to. Probably not. I probably mean, not. Didn't have that like in Lucas Universe, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> wasn't wasn't built by the Siths. No, I don't think the scenes even had anything to do with it. I <laughs> way further back to the Gita, way before the Bible, thousands of years before. But they have songs that when you die, 
you have an astrology, like when you're born, according to this tradition. Right. So there's, and it turns out that this son and his father left on the same Death Star. And so then you can sing these songs, these chants and these evocations and these, you know, pranams to these souls, and you can sing them back to God, huh. which is pretty beautiful, I think, wow. since we're talking about death and rebirth. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, was was she able to give this guy any any kind of closure when she? Oh when yeah, she I mean, he got like super deluxe VIP treatment. Like, I mean, imagine finding out that your father and brother are dead. You yeah. go out on the street in New York City to shake it off, and you end up in the lab of what the United Nations, even the Pope, had invited her as one of the only twelve what he recognized holy people. Doesn't really matter what they think, but nevertheless, she got the boon. Um, you know, she's a she's a major major force. So wow. it's pretty amazing that you know he was able to get such an embrace and such warmth. And yeah, I mean, it's still a bad day, day but <laughs> it's it, it, it had a positive end to it. Well, you know what? Everything comes and goes. That's that's the rule of nature. You know, it's yeah, the it's ebb and flow, ebb and flow so. of life. Yeah. So it's like, what are we going to do when we're here? And how are we going to mellow it out? And, you know, forgetting all politics and, and all everything, just like, do you want to be alive? And is the world a beautiful place? And are you digging it? And are you making it better? Like, that's really it. Like, whether it's being nice to an old person around the corner who can't see and like, you know, cutting their lawn or bringing them food, you know, it's just like, I mean, I think that you know, the U.S. needs to cool out and like people just need to get back to random acts of kindness and love and um, decency, and, sheer decency. Yeah, that's it. What's so hard about that? It's not. It's not. And look, I'm not even a religious person. I'm oh, really yeah. not. There's there's there isn't a shred of religion in me. But but, you know, I do believe in decency. Yeah, but you know what? It's going to end up coming back to you. Religion is branded God. That's that's what religion is. It's branded God. Everything else is good or not. Like it's just it doesn't have to be that. Like all these people, are like our God says, like really, let's get them all down here right now on the planet. What do the other two thousand nine hundred ninety nine gods say? What's 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 in there? <laughs> like let's compare notes. Like I don't know, but hopefully they all say that. Um, that life is beautiful and we're lucky to be here on this earth right I now. Hope so. I'd rather hear everyone on this earth say that. Okay, well we can do that. Maybe that'll be our next our next moment. There you go. God. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming out here. It was nice to meet you. It was really fun. Yeah, you too. This was a lot of fun. I liked meeting you a lot. And I'm sending right. you love. Talk to you. Back soon. at you. Hope to talk again. Be well. Bye.